0: Hey, good morning, my friends. If you're a fan of road trips and adventures, you've come to the right place, as I happen to be in the adventure business. On today's program, we take you to a fast-fading town in the Ozark Mountains that played a crucial role in the American Civil War. And as always, we also have a few surprises. So saddle up for another episode of 10 Minutes with Jim. Say hello to a new friend on an old road Take a two lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Let's start with a hearty thank you to the Boys of the Road Crew for our theme song. And then give a shout out to this week's sponsor. Cuba, Missouri's mural city. As fans of Jim Hinckley's America are aware, my dearest friend and I are enamored with this charming village. Last fall, I spent three days in town, never ate at the same restaurant, and never had a bad meal. If I were to recommend just one place, it would have to be the four-way restaurant. Excellent and unique meals. That's how I described a special place in a very special town. And of course... This program and Jim Hinckley's America are also made possible through support of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform, patreon.com slash Jim Hinckley's America. And now, welcome to Avia, Missouri. Nestled in a rich agricultural district in the foothills of the Ozarks, the town began as a business and trade center established in 1858. Historian and author C.H. Curtis, in the Missouri-U.S. 66 tour book, claims D.S. Holman and A.L. Love established the town site and that the name is derived from Avia, Indiana, their hometown. On October 28, 1861, Governor Jackson met with the Missouri General Assembly in Neosho and declared Missouri the 12th state to join the Confederate States of America. But leading businessmen in Avia divided the decree by flying the American flag in the park. To defend their homes and farms from Confederate raiders and guerrillas, Dr. J.M. Stemmons organized a militia company. On March 8, 1862, this militia engaged in the first military skirmish when a group of Confederate raiders under the leadership of William T. Bloody Bill Anderson moved on Avia. Killed in the ensuing battle were Dr. Stemmons, three of his sons, and at least two Avia militiamen. In the late summer of 1862, the Union Army took possession of the town, headquartered in Avia, and authorized the local militia to patrol portions of Jasper and Lawrence County. The town had become an island, surrounded by revolutionaries, and served as an important base of operations for the Union Army. Spared much of the destruction neighboring communities experienced during the war, Avia became a boom town during the period of post-war reconstruction. By the early 1870s, the town supported boot stores and a cobbler, dry goods stores, grocers, livery stables, a drugstore, doctor's offices, and attorneys. There was also a school, three churches, an oddfellows lodge, and Freemasons lodge. Then, when the railroad that connected Springfield and Carthage and Joplin bypassed Avia, the town began a slide that was only briefly interrupted with the flow of traffic on Route 66 that sparked a resurgent growth in new business. The 1940 AAA Directory of Motor Courts and Cottages lists Log City Camp, a complex consisting of cabins, service station, and cafe three and one half miles east of Avia. Rates were listed as $1.50 to $3 per day for two persons and spaces for trailers were 50 cents per night. The entry also notes that the dining room and coffee shop are air-conditioned by washed air. That's an odd one. Jack Rittenhouse noted in 1946 that the population was 178 and that available services consisted of gas, cafe, stores. The lumberyard and farm implement stores here indicate an importance as an agricultural trading and supply center. By the 1970s, a decade after I-44 replaced Route 66, Avia was a ghost town with few businesses remaining in operation. The population today is less than 120 people. Numerous historic structures remain, but the most notable is the bank, built of red brick in 1915, that now houses the post office. Next up on our list is a quirky historic property that faces an uncertain future. Quirky is an understatement. This is downright strange. Located at 311 West Foothill in Monrovia, California, the Aztec Hotel opened in 1925 to great fanfare as an outstanding example of the newest trends in architectural styling, coupled with the most modern construction techniques. The extensive use of Mayan-inspired trim work and decoration sparked a national mania. The old hotel remains as one of the few remaining examples of this type of building. It's also, without a doubt, one of the most unique buildings in Monrovia. Architect Robert Stacy Judd received inspiration for the design work from a popular book, Travel in Central America, written by a leading archaeologist of the period, John Stevens. He selected the name Aztec, though the structure utilized Mayan details, as he felt the name would be more recognizable. The interior featured additional elements of a Mayan theme, including mosaics, reliefs, murals, and even custom electrical features. The furniture in the lobby further mirrored the motif, drawing on Toltec, Aztec, and Inca designs. The critical acclaim associated with the hotel's completion and opening spawned an architectural movement that manifested in the Beach and Yacht Club in La Jolla, California, the Mayan Hotel in Kansas City, and the Mayan Theater in Los Angeles to name but a few of the more notable examples. In addition, several companies formed to produce Mayan-styled fixtures, tiles, and furniture. In 1931, realignment of Route 66 bypassed the hotel, but it remained popular with the Hollywood elite and travelers throughout the 1930s. Listed in the National Register of Historic Places in 1978, renovation of the hotel commenced in 2000, with grant assistance from the National Park Service Route 66 Corridor Preservation Program. Numerous factors have hindered full renovation and opening. Hey, let's continue with the California theme with Azusa. Common folklore claims the name Azusa derives from an early store that sold everything from A to Z in USA. In fact, the town derives its name from a report written by Father Juan Crespi, with the Portala Expedition of 1769 in which he noted the Native American village of Asuka in this valley. The European development of the site began as an 1841 land grant to Luis Arenas. In 1841, Arenas sold the properties to Henry Dalton, an Englishman who named the ranch Asuza Rancho de Dalton. Dalton planted a vineyard, built a winery, distillery, and vinegar house, as well as a smokehouse and flour mill. In 1860, the United States government initiated surveying and validity of early Spanish and American land grants. Result of the surveys, seizure of large sections of Dalton's property and the opening of the valley to homesteading initiated a land rush, as well as a 24-year legal battle. Loans from and land sales to Jonathan Slauson, an early Los Angeles banker, funded the litigation. In 1887, Slosson platted the town site of Azusa, and incorporation followed in 1898. Notable events associated with Route 66 in Azusa include the opening of one of the pre-Ray Crock McDonald's on Foothill Boulevard, Route 66, in 1954. This was the first establishment to utilize the golden arches that became a trademark of the burger chain. The Foothill Drive-In Theater, designated a California historic resource in 2002, was the last original drive-in on Route 66 west of Oklahoma. Only the marquee remains today. Let's wrap up this week's program with another California location, Baghdad. This little town was established as a water stop by the Southern Pacific Railroad in 1883 and it served as a supply and shipping point for mines in the nearby Bristol and Bullion Mountains. Shortly after the turn of the century, there was enough activity to warrant the establishment of a small Harvey House restaurant, and the population peaked at around 600 just before 1920. By 1923, the population had plummeted to a point where it no longer warranted a post office. A 1946 Traveler's Guide to the Region indicates a population of 25, and several businesses including the cafe, tourist cabins, gas station, and garage. These facilities continued in operation until 1972. Inspiration for the 1988 motion picture, Baghdad Cafe was derived from the town and its cafe owned by Alice Lawrence, but the setting for the movie was actually in nearby Newberry Springs. There's a bit of trivia for you. The cafe used for the film location changed its name to Baghdad Cafe and is still operational. With the adaptation of diesel locomotives by the railroad in the early 1950s, Route 66 remained the only viable source of business for the remote community. But with the completion of I-40 in 1972 and the bypass of Route 66 in the Mojave Desert, the cafe, gas station, small store and cabins closed. Utilization of the town site for a natural gas storage project decimated the remnants. Today there are no-existent structures, just foundations, a solitary tree, and a cemetery on the north side of the tracks. That's all the time we have this week. I hope that you enjoyed the adventure, and that you can join us again for another episode of 10 Minutes with Jim next week when we visit Bard, New Mexico, Barstow, California, and Barney's Beanery. Until then, my friends, keep the wheels turning, and don't forget, Planning your adventure is as easy as checking out Jim Hinkley's America.com. Until next time, my friends, adios! Come along for the ride. Jim Hinkley's America. Jim Hinkley's America.